Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Nikki. Welcome to Swipe Fat. Where dating's hard. But dating when you're fat is even harder. Hi. <laughs> What's up, bud? Hey, We have a cool guest on today. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty pimped. It's Danielle Gutierrez. Um, she's big on TikTok. She has like four, over 400,000 followers. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> Well, we booked her because <laughs> I just watch her videos now. I know. I love her stuff. I mean, I, um, I think when did it, what, what was the first one that I sent you? Do you remember? First one was about intimacy and it wasn't like sexual intimacy. It was more like emotional and, um, like even just like cuddling and like feeling different with their body. And that when you showed sent that to me, I like resonated with it so hard, um, I don't know about you, but I like, I have fat fingers, like yeah. not all fat people have fat fingers, but I do like, they were called bee stings. Like people call them bee stings. Bee when I was stings. Growing up. Yeah. Oh, that's rough. Um, and, uh, <laughs> up until I started going to legendary nail, our current nail salon, um, they, every nail tech would make, would make a comment about them. Really? Yeah. So it's something I've always like been kind of self-conscious with, but really it was like holding hands, Mm. like with a new person that always made me feel subconscious. And I think you sent me that video that like kind of talked about holding hands right after your um, housewarming party, where one of our friends held my hand. Yeah. Yeah. And I like drunkenly was like, I asked her like, if it felt weird. Like, because it's always something I've been insecure about, like holding other guys' hands. And she goes, no, it felt normal. And we had like you, me and her ended up having a whole conversation about it. And you're like, what do you mean? Because like, I don't know, it's always something like I thought about, like, does it, do they feel different between people's fingers? And she talks a lot about like intimacy and like talking about different things like that. So and like feeling comfortable with your partner Mm -hmm. and talking about those things, Yeah, but also just like feeling comfortable in those moments Mm -hmm. yeah yeah she's so wise like she's wise I know okay she's so wise and so I think you and I both thought she was a lot older than she actually Uh is um and found out she's 22 um and so my mind has been officially blown Mm -hmm. because she's taught me so many things um which is great we can learn from anybody right Mm -hmm. um but yeah it's um her stuff is she just she'll say things and I'm like, man, I never even thought of it that way. Yeah. Or um, I never realized that I did think it that way. Um, and maybe I need to like re-evaluate or reframe how I think it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to um, talk to her because I think you guys will probably all feel the same way. Yeah, let's just hop right into it. Hi, Daniela. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Yeah, we're super excited. Um, I like Nikki and I are both obsessed with your TikToks. Um, we send them back and forth to each other like all the time. <laughs> um, and I was, we were just talking before you came on about how we feel like you're very wise. Mm-hmm. And because your TikToks are just like full of wisdom. Um, and then we found out that you're 22. <laughs> so now I'm even like, even more like blown away because I, I just feel like you've got a lot of like a good things, good advice for people. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, most of the time, not most of the time, all the time when I'm 
doing social media, to be honest. It's really just what comes natural to me, I feel like, ever since I was young. Like, I was, my age is when Instagram barely started coming out. Mm -hmm. So I was, like, obsessed with taking pictures, obsessed with, like, cam wow and effects and all that stuff. I wasn't even like to talk to people at that time. And then eventually it started evolving to me, just liking it and just naturally posting stuff. So thank you for all your sweet comments because I really don't think too much when I post, but all I know is like, I just want at least to help somebody out with whatever I can, whether it's like a laugh or just being relatable in some way, shape or form. You do actually think though, because you'll start a video and then you'll be like, oh, it's the next day because I didn't like what I said. I had to re like reframe this. And I, as someone who doesn't do that, I really (laughs) appreciate that. (laughs) I guess there is some thought that goes into it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Me first. I mean, there has to be right. Or else I would be posting some crazy stuff and (laughs) I'm not going to do that at least too often. Yeah. 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 Same. So, okay. You're 22. You're in a healthy relationship. I know before this, you're this boyfriend, you were single for four years, but what has your like dating journey been like? So dating life for me. So I had my first, first boyfriend in like eighth grade. Oh, I don't really know if like he counts as a boyfriend, but it's cute to think of it. Cause I was like super little and he was my first kiss. Um, but real type of relationship was in high school, which is why I have that gap of four mm-hmm. years. And that relationship lasted for almost three years. It was pretty long. Yeah. And it was like, it was pretty long <laughs> for, you- for a teen size? relationship. Were you plus size then? Yes. So I've always been heavier, like my entire life. I feel like the only time I was kind of like average size was when I did start dating my high school boyfriend. But even then I was like a size 14. So it wasn't even like average size to society. It was just like, oh, this is so small to me. Uh, (laughs) When I hit, I was a 14 at one point, I think my junior year in high school. And I was like, I'm skinny. And then really like everybody still thought I was, they were still calling me names, but I was like, I look good. Yeah. When you're so used to being like 16 up, it's just like 14 is like the average of like, yeah, I made it. I made it. I'm good. Um, But I did gain a lot of weight through um, that relationship. And I, I think I got to like a plus size 18 towards the end of that. But reframing back to what we were talking yeah. about dating life in general, I don't think I ever put too much focus on it because if we're like being honest, I think I always felt like an outsider when it came to dating and boys and feeling like liked. I mean, When it came to liking somebody, it was kind of like I was the joke of, oh, Daniela likes you, you know, so it never felt good. And I always kind of try to refrain from that type of scene. But sometimes it just happened naturally, like how it did with my two teenage relationships. Um, I think as an adult, after I experienced my high school relationship, I did try dating and like going on on dates. I tried Tinder. I tried Bumble. Um. And they weren't pleasant experiences. I I learned very quickly that it was just not fun. Like, Mm -hmm. because I was always constantly worried about how they would see me in person. I always made it like um, a big thing to like showcase my body, whether it was on Snapchat or send them at least one unflattering picture. So it's like, you see me at my worst. Yeah. 
And if you see me in person, like it's like you already saw it all. Um, and then around me too, examples, like I didn't really have many examples around me with plus size relationships. So mm-hmm. it was really hard to kind of picture myself fully being with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like all my sisters are really skinny. I have three older sisters. They all were like high school cheerleaders. And I was not, <laughs> I, was, I was never that compared to them. Wow, so I've like, ne- I have never thought about that. What? That like you, um, you've never like had an example of like a plus size relationship in your life life. Yeah. I've never thought about it that way. Kind of yeah. just blew my yeah. mind a little bit. I don't like, I haven't really either, except for like the internet. Even yeah. in movies and stuff, like yeah. it's really not ever showcased. I feel like now it's a little bit more normalized because of thankfully to social media and we see like more examples online and like, you know, couples are a big thing when it comes to social media. Yeah. TikTok mm-hmm. has really helped us. Oh yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, but I think before that, I mean, not really, I never really saw like bigger girls in relationships or especially bigger girls in relationships with guys that I thought were hot. Um, it was always the hot guy with like the cheerleader with a skinny girl with the thick girl and the thick girl that's in their heads is like literally slim thick. It's not like a tummy and maybe no ass, <laughs> like, right. you know, which is me like that's me. So I never saw any examples of like of anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. And in your family, too, I think that's interesting to point that out, because like same, I think like everyone I knew was straight size so yeah Yeah. like why would we think that we would deserve that if we haven't seen it in reality around us like not even in media like take that out right like if it's not even around how would you think that it's something that you deserve or like should have yeah exactly yeah Yeah. Hmm. okay okay all right sorry I interrupted keep going (laughs) (laughs) oh it's okay Um, my mom too, actually, like my mom is, she's a curvy girl, but she doesn't have like much tummy area. She's like literally slim thick. And I've always told her like, can I give you my thighs and you give me some of your butt? Because she has always wanted thicker legs, but she just has a big butt and is really slim in the waist. Yeah. So even with her and my dad, it was always like that type of relationship where I never really saw representation of myself. So I think I kind of just naturally like kind of just stayed away from it subconsciously without even really noticing that I was because I never even thought about this until right now that dating has never really crossed my mind on like I really want to do it um because I knew there was going to be that time gap of like having to take my undergarments that are tied off and then them see me fully or let's get really TMI and them see me like from the back completely naked and I'm like ah I'm scared like mm-hmm. little things like that that I feel like a lot of people don't think about that are really big um with some people's like thoughts to be honest okay so you went for your your teenage relationships um did you feel like those were like healthy relationships and did you guys talk about the fact that you were plus size, was it ever like brought up? I think with my like first kiss boyfriend who was in eighth grade, like it never got talked about because yeah. <laughs> it was just like cute little love. But I think with my high school boyfriend, I it's a little bit blurry to be honest because it was not a healthy relationship. It was pretty toxic. It was mm-hmm. just the typical, like you can't talk to this person. You can't do this. Mm-hmm. You can't wear that. Why are you doing your makeup this way? A lot of that. Um, and I gained a lot of weight in that relationship because of birth control. So yay to that. Um, 
I think I, there were definitely many conversations of that, especially when it came to becoming like intimate with each other. And it was never anything negative and they never told me anything negative, but, um, we did towards like half to the end of the relationship, start a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I've never really talked about this online. I feel like maybe I made a TikTok about it once. Cause I, I make TikToks about everything. <laughs> But um, there was a point in the relationship where when we started doing YouTube videos, we were doing pranks and stuff. And I never thought I would eat in every single video because we film like once every two weeks. But there was a point where I guess the last couple of videos, I had like something in my mouth. I was always eating something and people would start commenting it. And he did at one point tell me like, can you not eat in this one video? Like, and I was so taken back. Like I was so taken back. I was so shocked and I didn't care. Actually, I still kept eating, but um, <laughs> I was like, you're crazy. Like I could care less what they think. Like I'm going to eat. Um, and I remember to this day, it was like cantaloupe that I was eating. It was oh my God. Yeah. Well, it was just, it didn't even matter what I was eating, but that's what I was eating. And that did kind of strike a nerve a bit. And that's where I did kind of feel some type of way. But before that, it was never anything negative. I feel like if anything, it was more negative towards like people around us, like his family had made comments about dating me. And it's crazy because at that time I was not the largest size when they would make comments. I was the size 14 that I would tell you guys. Right. It was just crazy. Like, and that's what I started realizing as I got older, like no matter what size I am, people are always going to consider me big. Like, unless I'm literally a straight zero yeah. or a four, or I don't right. even know sizing, to be honest. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right. Because like, I grew up and I was a size like 10 and I always felt very, very, very like fat, disgusting, like to everyone. And I was like, my goal was always to be like below a double digit <laughs> because I yeah. thought like that would be like the thing that made me, um, one of the people you know like oh if if I'm at least below a 10 then I'll be acceptable and like that's not even acceptable I think we all know that now like um no matter what you can and that's why there's so many eating disorders it's like there's never it's never going to be enough and then you're too then you're too small it's like where where (laughs) where am I going to be accepted like where are we going to be like happy with me at this point, you know, uh, I don't know. It's, it's insane. It's crazy. I think Yeah, I've always felt like that with being under 200 pounds. Like I've Mm. always been like, I want to be under 200 pounds. Mm. And even until recently, I feel like I'm starting to break that type of idea because like I go through waves of liking myself and not liking myself and feeling like back to everybody does. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just starting to like really want to just appreciate not looking at the numbers again. Cause for a while I wasn't, and I was super good on not doing that. And then I got stuck on it again. And yeah, that whole thing of once I reached that size 10 was definitely like, once I hit under hundred, 200 pounds is when yeah. I'm, I'm going to be good. Like, yeah, yeah. I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll finally get what I want. Like I'll find people. I think the only annoying part with the whole sizing thing is just like, the not inclusive stuff of fashion stuff, which does get me so mad to this day. But besides that, I feel like nothing else is really like, it doesn't prove any more of your worth of of being below that. Yeah. Under 200 was my number always. Like I would even lie 
like and act like I was getting there to like mentally trick myself. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of internal work. Oh, 100%, um, a yeah. lot of, I actually, so I love your conversations about intimacy because you talk about intimacy with a partner not just sexual intimacy, but emotional intimacy and like physical touch intimacy, but like also intimacy in your, with yourself. Yeah. And I love your idea like, because I also do it of, but you do, you put yourself in a towel, like your favorite towel. And yeah. then like you sit down, like, can you tell us a little bit more about that and how that came about? Yeah. So I think this was actually this year that I started like doing this. It was just this, those weeks where you're just not feeling yourself. Mm-hmm. And I felt like triple my size. And I was just like, I'm not pretty. It was just horrible. And I think it was probably hot. Cause I had to be naked. Like <laughs> There's not a reason for me to be naked, but I got out the shower and I was like, I just want to sit on the floor. Like, I really don't feel like changing right now. So I just sat on my carpet and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start saying affirmations and doing like a little meditation. So I put on like manifestation frequencies and I just like started focusing on my breathing to kind of like relax. And then my mind just started going to places. And then I was just like, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror. Like, so I took my clothes off and then I was like, you know what? Like, I'm pretty cute. Like, <laughs> I was like, this is pretty cute. Like, and then I took out my camera on my phone just to like start seeing angles of myself. Mm-hmm. I got in the angles that like, I thought were the ugliest that I could be in. I got myself in angles that were like, positions that I would be in if I was with my boyfriend. And I was like, I just want to see myself fully like how I look like and I think it was definitely a bit changing in my mind with perspective of how I saw myself because I started feeling sexy and I started feeling like hot and I started feeling like damn like I am a dime and (laughs) my mind can be wrong like it doesn't always need to be right with how it feels about myself and it was really therapeutic especially because I did it like alone Um, and I know looking in the mirror can be super intimidating sometimes, especially naked Mm -hmm. and seeing yourself fully. Um, but yeah, I do that like every now and then I haven't done it in a while. I think I probably should this week. You reminded me. Mm. Um, but I, yeah, when I made that TikTok, I really like was hoping at least somebody would try that because for me, it was really a one-on-one therapeutic type of session because I feel like intimacy by yourself is so valuable and important because at the end of the day, you only really have you, even if you have a partner, like you really have to please your own needs, whether it's emotional, physical, like spiritual, you got to learn how to make yourself happy and learn how to love yourself and appreciate yourself. Um, and it can get blurry sometimes because you see yourself every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, that was really important for me to experience. I even texted my cousin after that. And I was like, girl, I guess what I just did. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> she's super spiritual like me. And I was like, I just did an amazing meditation. You should be naked in front of your mirror right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I mean, I don't, I've never done like a meditation. I like the affirmation mm-hmm. part of it, but I've definitely yeah. like done it with and not naked, but I've definitely done it in like lingerie mm. where I like That's feel really too. hot yeah. or sexy. Like sometimes I'll take pictures. These are just for me. That's not like I'm yeah. sending them out to people, but it like, okay, if I'm feeling 
bad about myself or like, I'm not a bad bitch, or maybe I haven't like washed my hair in a few days that, that usually sets me off for some reason. Um, <laughs> really my worth is really tied to my hair. I, um, <laughs> I'll like, look at those pictures and it just makes me be like, okay, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got this. Like you're good. Yeah. But yeah. I totally think that that's a, a really awesome exercise to do. When I was- that would be like great to do before a first date. Thank you. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I never even thought about that. Yeah. I mean, I am naked until I put my clothes on. Like I get ready naked and then I'll put my clothes on. So I did that. Well, I was, I want to say I did that like to be more comfortable with my body, but actually like, that's what I'm used to my mom doing. Like since I was a little kid, but I now intentionally do it and I'll like stand in front of the mirror and like, look at myself and like, I do that, like to be intentional and like, actually like, you know, not hide from it. I think it over the years too, it's just made me normalize my body. Mm-hmm. And when people, even on social media, when they ask me, like, how do you feel so confident with your stomach being out? Or when I wear leggings and I'm just in my bra and they're like, how do you feel confident doing that? I'm like, cause it's not anything bad. Like mm-hmm. I even recently tried to like educate my sister who I live with on how when somebody's like, I love your confidence. Like, mm-hmm. I love how confident you are. I started telling her, I was like, I hate when people tell me that. She was like, why? And I'm like, because why shouldn't I be confident? Like, I know they're trying to be positive about it, but what's so hard with just saying like, you look so pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you look so good. I love your outfit. Like, I love you. Yes. Yeah. Why does it outfit. have to relate towards like feeling so confident about just how I look like, like if it's a miracle. Um, right. <laughs> Yeah, and it's she a was miracle like, you look that you're confident in what yeah, you, you like yourself like yeah. holy it's a unicorn holy shit like mm-hmm. yeah and my sister was really taken back when I said that and she was like I never even thought about it that way and I was like yeah it, I don't like it <laughs> like uh, there's times where I just take it I'm like thanks like I appreciate it but um for the most part I, I think it's a little bit backhanded sometimes where I'm just mm-hmm. like absolutely you don't even realize it's backhanded but Mm-mm. but it kind of is like yeah yeah I've definitely had people at the gym do it to me because I'll be wearing like just a sports bra and like leggings or something and I had one woman be like I would never so I'm like I just you're so brave and confident and I'm like you would never and you're skinnier than me that's why you think mm-hmm. like you're saying I'm so brave like yeah. you would never and you're smaller that's why it's backhanded because you're saying it like I would never but like yeah. you're so brave it's like okay because I'm bigger yeah yeah that's rude <laughs> I've actually had a couple like pre in the last two weeks I've had a couple of people at the Pilates studio compliment my set they're like oh I love your set and I'm like I'll tell them where it's from and at first like my brain like thinks it's negative like like they almost start like told me I'm so confident but then yeah. I was like, I had to stop myself and be like, wait, no, they, they just they said, complimented the set. they yeah. said they liked your set. They weren't like, you're so brave for wearing that set. I was like, yeah. like, if you really have to start, like you have to train your brain sometimes because you've been so defensive for so long. Oh yeah. 100%. I, I went hiking one time with one of my cousins and at that time, I mean, I've always been super into the gym, but at that time I was like really into the gym and we were hiking up and there was like these girls going down and they like looked at me and they're like, you're doing so good. Like you can reach the top, like good job. And I was, my cousin was like taken back and then I was taken back and I'm like, I'm training her ass. Like she doesn't work out like what? And I was so like, 
angry and very defensive in my mind. But when those things happen, I end up just being more shocked and just like swallow it. And it is what it is like. Um, but yeah, I totally get the whole defense mode of trying to break that when somebody's actually nice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> from experiencing so much negative comments or just unnecessary feedback that you did not ask for. Yeah. Yeah, that's happened to me hiking before. Uh, it so annoying. It's me so frustrating. Crazy. Yeah. I know. Um, especially when men do it. That's I'm the like, worst. That's the yeah. worst part. I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bye. Because <laughs> it's like, you know, it's not just rooted in like, wait, it's also like, oh, you're a woman. Like, congratulations for like being on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's so annoying. Do you find yourself getting defensive with men at all? Like before this relationship when you were dating guys, like how I like had to teach my brain that like it was positive. Like, did you, do you deal with that or did you deal with that in dating? Um, honestly, I was super isolated most times when it came to dating. Um, especially with like the whole Tinder and Bumble situation. Mm -hmm. I was always more online than meeting people in person because also because of COVID Mm -hmm. that stopped a lot of like my life for two years, Mm -hmm. (laughs) all of our lives for two years. So dating wasn't really in mind for those, um, two years in person. I feel like the only times I've really had to get defensive is when it came to being to when it came to me being um, Hispanic and Latina, oh. I had some weird interactions with men saying some Latina stereotypes. And that was weird. Yeah. Um, but I don't think anything specific in regards to like my weight, which is so crazy, because that was always my fear of, yeah. of, of my weight. But that fear, I mean, was ingrained because of bullying and because of like when I was a kid, um, which is hard because when you become an adult and you realize like there's men out here who really don't have a problem with it, but society and kids and teenagers have told you like, it's, it's ugly and it's not attractive. Um, those thoughts really, really stick. And it's, it's kids who are like 15. Like (laughs) I see my cousins who are 15 and I'm like, I don't care about what you got to say. Like, and why do I still care about the 15 year olds that told me something like what going on seven years ago or whatever? I don't do math right now, but 32. And I still sometimes think about what the kids said. So, oh yeah. Yeah. It's, It's insane. What, like once they ingrain it in you. Yeah. I mean, I'll forever remember the day that like my bullying started because, and it was in third grade and it was this guy named Alejandro and he was like the cutest boy in the school. And he was the one who was the first mean boy in the school. Mm. And at that moment, I still will never forget that I finally realized like how I looked like. But before then, I had no concept of what my body looked like. I had no concept of size. I had no concept that I was the bigger one or the outsider. And as soon as he made that comment from there on out, I was like, I'm wearing sweaters in the summer. Like, I'm yeah. not taking this off. Um, and yeah, it sucks. It sucks that it really sticks. And it's like a tattoo. You, they like brand you with that, which is so unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that so crazy? I mean, I, that you can like pinpoint it like that too. Cause I can as well. And yeah. you know, like for me, it was girls 
Um, but that they point out your body to you is like the wildest part to me because it's like, we're children, right? Like we don't know. Yeah. We all just like think we were the same. And then all of a sudden it's like someone must have told them something because like they probably didn't even know because like third yeah. grade is young, but that's when mine was too. It was like fourth grade. And I like, remember it was like a pool party and I overheard someone talking about how I was fat and I looked weird in a bathing suit. Yeah. And I just remember being like, wow, I don't ever want to wear a bathing suit again. You know, like it's yeah. like crazy, but you know, I don't know. I think like I, they, that person had like older brothers and sisters. And so now I think back and I'm like, well, they probably like their older brother and sister probably said something, right? Like how would they? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. My, I have um, three nieces and nephews, two boys, two girls, and the oldest two, one of them is in third grade and the other one is in second grade. Um, and I live with my second grade nephew. Um, and there was instances sometimes where he says fat and he thinks it's like, not to me, but he just says like, Oh, this thing is fat or like as a joke or in a mean way. And I'm like, yeah, I was going to cut it here. Like we're, we're going to cut that here. Um, and I start introducing them to like these words that are not bad. Like, I'm like, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. And if you do say that you shouldn't be directing it towards somebody because that can be very hurtful. Like, and right. I always tell them too, like, if anybody ever tells you something, like call me up, like, <laughs> like you better call your Thea up because I will be happy to go to the principal's office. Um, but the other day I went apple picking with, with them. And the youngest one, she's four years old and she pointed at my stomach and she's like, why is your stomach so big? And I was like, well, I was just born like this. Like right. I was like, why is your stomach so small? Like, yeah. she's like, cause I'm little. And I was like, okay, well I'm an adult girl. Like yeah. it's just normal. And I started seeing like, I, when I looked up, cause she's short, of course. And when I looked up, I kind of made eye contact with some people and I noticed they overheard me, but I was like, I'm glad you guys are hearing me because this isn't bad. And it's not bad that she's pointing it out. I mean, she's a kid, but as right. long as I'm like, guiding her towards the right way of viewing it, yeah. there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Right. Because I think so many people will like hear that and be like, well, don't call someone fat. And it's like, no, it's yeah. like, okay to be fat. Like we have to like say, like you said, it's not a bad word. Yeah. Like we have to teach people that it's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you're right. For some people, like, I mean, I'm okay with saying that I'm fat and I know like, obviously we have a podcast about that's called swipe fat. So, you know, like for us, it's fine, but not everybody's at that place. So Mm -hmm. if you're telling, you know, you can't just like run around saying like, cause it can hurt someone's feelings. Right. If someone said it to me, a little kid said it to me, I'd be like, yeah, you're right good observations, you know, skills, like good job. Um, but someone else might be like, okay, that's going to ruin my day. Yeah. Yeah. Or like maybe make you binge eat or, you know, you never know what someone's going through and yeah, I don't know. That's hard. But yeah. I think a lot of this too, um, bringing my boyfriend right here into this conversation is I've had to, I've noticed that I've had to kind of talk to thing talk about him about things that he's never really had to think about before mm-hmm. um like just the other night I was like talking to him and lately I've been kind of dealing with that wave of not feeling myself 
And I told him, like, I was like, I just feel like trapped in a body and it sucks. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Like I see and I feel myself and I feel triple who I am. Not that that would be a problem, but it just feels very unfamiliar where I'm at right now. And he was like, I'm so sorry that you feel that way. But I also like, I don't understand what you're like, how you feel like. And he said it in a nice way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but I had to like re-explain it a bit and kind of, it was kind of mind blowing for me. Cause I was like, wow, he's, he's never experienced anything like this. Mm-hmm. And there's people who haven't and who, who don't understand. And luckily he's somebody who is willing to try to understand and is always there to comfort me. Um, but yeah, that, that moment I was like, holy shit. Like people don't, don't really know what this feels like sometimes I'm not really feeling like like yourself, like just kind of feeling like you're just kind of stuck in this vessel that society does not like. And Mm -hmm. the finger is always pointed at you with everything and and it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great, great point. Like how do, well, I want to know like how you guys met and your, your whole story, but like, especially I feel like how you got to the point where you feel like this is like the healthiest relationship you've ever been in. Cause it sounds like you guys can have like very honest and open conversations, especially something like this. I think a lot of women don't feel comfortable talking about with their partner is like yeah. weight and like how you feel in your body. It's like, you almost don't, I mean, we've said this on the podcast a million times. It's almost like we don't want to like alert our, the person we're dating to the fact that we're fat because like then they're gonna like run away Mm -hmm. but so how do you how have you approached those conversations and like did it take a while for you to get there or were you guys like already on the same page about that like from the beginning I think transparency from the start has always been really beneficial and 100% helpful but I think a lot of being able to do that came from the four years of me being single and completely devoting my time into focusing on myself and like really taking the time to get to know myself and being in a room and being okay to be alone which is like my room or wherever it was and really enjoying my own company and that self growth that i went through within those 4 years like i am so forever grateful for those 4 years um i did a lot of like self love and really focus on on just me and like honestly it was kind of isolating at one point cuz i wouldn't even want to hang out with my friends cuz i really like to be by myself like yeah. <laughs> it was kind of bad um But I think without that time period, I don't think it would have been as easy to talk about things like this with my partner, how it is now. I think also like maturing and becoming an adult too, and realizing like there are conversations that need to be held and and deep conversations, the uncomfortable ones are the most important to have. And those are some of the uncomfortable conversations that you don't want to have sometimes, but once they're done, it just gets easier and easier to talk about it. Um, and I think that's why it's been so much easier to like be vocal about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's been moments where I've told him in the beginning stages of us dating, I was like, I'm so terrified of you seeing me the way that I see myself because Mm -hmm. I don't like how I look all the time. Like, and he would always rebuttal back and be like, well, I wish you could see yourself how I see you because I like what you see. I like what I see. Like, and I made a TikTok once about that. And people were like, well, that's kind of messed up. Like he's saying, he just likes you for your personality. And I'm like, no, babe, 
he likes me all fully. Like he's seen it all. Like clearly he's still with me. Come on now. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool though. Like, uh, I don't know. He just seemed, he seems really good. So how did you guys meet? We met through Tinder. Um, Yeah, it was really unexpected. The last time I had been on Tinder because I was on there a couple of times. I had gone on there with my friend just for like the fun of it. He really was like trying to find somebody. And I was like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Like, like, I'm done with this. Like, it's so annoying. It's just for hookups. And I was I've never been a part of hookup culture. I learned that very quickly. That's just not who I am. Um, but I'm all for it for people who, who can do that. I can. <laughs> um, and the week that I was really over Tinder and I was like, I'm going to delete this. Like, what's it doing on my phone? Um, Manuel messaged me and he started off with, what did he say? He said, um, if I make you beignets, like, can you make me brownies or something like that? I think it had something to do with it. It had to be something with cooking, of course. And it, it involves in beignets because he cooks too. <laughs> And from there, we just hit it off. Like it was like nonstop talking. Um, And I always thought he was super sweet. I always thought he was like a really, really nice guy. And I was even scared to like meet him in person because I was like, what if he's a serial killer? Like there's no guy's really nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And he was actually my first real date that I've ever experienced from like Tinder and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Before that, I've only had like one other date in my life, which was absolutely horrendous. Um, But he was like my first legitimate date, like me getting nervous and having to drive to meet somebody new. Um, And we went to get sushi. And it was, of course, a little bit awkward because you're meeting somebody new. Um, But it was also really nice. And I think the one word that I've always described him with people how I've always felt is always like just calmness and like peace and that's how it felt like on our first date like it wasn't like butterflies the entire time it was just like talking to somebody that I know that I was going to talk too longer for like I, I knew it was going to last longer than just a day like More I was like, comfortable yeah 100% it was also in the in the fall winter time here so I was in my comfy cozy clothes instead of having to worry about being sticky so that was really helpful too <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How did you like hype yourself up for the date? Cause I know uh, you have shared on TikTok like videos of you like going to the date and you're like super nervous. Like how yeah. did you hype yourself up to actually go? Cause I feel like a, we, we have like a private Facebook group and we usually like one of the questions we get a lot is like, I've been talking to a guy a lot online, but I'm really nervous to meet him. Like, how do I get myself to actually go? I think with Manuel, when I first was going on my first date with him, I think from the beginning of us talking, I never felt intimidated by the way that he would talk to me. And actually, like from the get go of us talking, he never pulled any weird shit, like how guys are like, oh, you're in the shower without me. Like, (laughs) yeah, like Manuel was never like that. So I think knowing kind of like who he was with talking to him made it way more comfortable from the start to really like meet him in person. And he's always been super lovely. Like from the start of us talking, he would always say like, I'd love to meet you. Like, I'd love to hang out with you. Um, I'd really love to get to know you. He said love a lot. And I was always like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, 
Yeah, but when he would say things like that, I had never heard anybody talk to me like that. Mm -hmm. Um, He also like would call me out of the blue sometimes. And I was like, dang, like he's really bold. Like, and this was meeting in person. Mm -hmm. So all those little interactions, I was like, okay, like they seem like pretty green flags. But if it wasn't like that, and I had to go on a blind date that wasn't like this at all, I feel like I would just like do my hair really good do my makeup really good, listen to some like bomb ass tunes and be like, they know how I look like, like they know how I look like. That's why they're going on a date with me. Um, if they didn't like me, they wouldn't be wanting to hang out with me and just provide myself with that reassurance of like, this, this is more than just my appearance and my body. Like, like they want to get to know me. And even if it's not to get to know me, that's okay too. Like, let's just try to have fun. Um, and see how it goes. Yeah. Because the reality of it is, is it's not always going to be good, yeah. but it's not always going to be bad. Like it's not always going to yeah. be bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it can just be okay. And you survive. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you it just got out of your comfort zone and you did yeah. it once. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think people need to follow their intuition, intuition more. If you like, see like something like, like the get, Ooh, you just got out of the shower. Like that yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, I think like follow your intuition and know that you don't like that. And it has to be your boundaries that you set. So like maybe mm-hmm. someone doesn't mind if you know that you're <laughs> that someone said that that's fine, but yeah. you, know, you, gotta, you have to figure out what your boundary is and then like what makes you comfortable and then follow that. Right. Yeah. I really like that you said that because until recently, when I started dating my boyfriend, um, I started learning very quickly that uh, everybody's ideas and, and boundaries when it comes to healthiness is so completely different. Mm-hmm. And when I really wanted to go to it, like go for advice with like my sisters or with my friends, um, I would have like a friend in the early stages of me dating Manuel and, and he, she would be like, has he posted you? And I'm like, no. And she's like, dude, that's so bad. Like, like he's talking to other girls and I'm like, how's that bad? Like for me, I was like not tripping at all. Yeah. And I was like, he just doesn't use social media like that. Yeah. Like, he posts like once a year, like it's not bad. And then I would have other friends tell me other things. And very quickly I had to learn that what my ideas are on what I want my partner and I to have. Um, it might be different from other people, but it also taught me to have mutual respect for their type of relationship and how I used to be with my friends with so nitpicky. I'm like, why do you do that? Why do you put up with this? Mm -hmm. Um, that's their version of healthy. I learned now and that's okay. It's not mine, but it's their cup of tea. You know what? Even if it's not healthy, they don't consider it healthy. It's their relationship. They're in it and they can decide if they want to be in it that way. Like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. You telling them that it's not okay. Doesn't mean that they're going to leave the person they're with. Yeah. And then they're just mad at you. I know. Yeah. And also you got to be careful with what you say, because it can really come back to you really quickly. Um, <laughs> you will experience what you're telling them and being so critical about the universe will gladly hand that to you and see if you do the same thing that you're like giving them the advice. Yeah. It's yeah. I've had, it. I've had the universe bring it back to me. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, it bites you right in the ass sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. for sure. I can tell you that. Yeah. I told one of my guy friends, he should break up with his girlfriend, like consistently for two years. And I <laughs> <laughs> getting married or they are married. No, 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 no. Oh, Thank different. God. Oh yeah, no. Um, and he, I mean, it almost ruined our relationship because I was 
being a bitch. Like it it wasn't the right relationship and he stayed in it too long, but that's not my business. Mm -hmm. That's not my business. So yeah, he wasn't asking. I was just telling like no one needed that information Mm -hmm. to me. Just like stay out of it. And like you said, it's their version of what they wanted. So you have to respect that. And it's hard sometimes too. I mean, like you want to add your opinion sometimes, but I mean, at that point, I think it's just boundaries between you and your friends (laughs) because I've definitely had to step away sometimes and be like, I love you so much. Do what you got to do, but I'll see you in some time because I need a deep breath, please. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how do you feel like the relationship that you're in now like, cause you, oh, you say it's like the healthiest you've ever been in. How do you feel like it's different, um, than other relationships you were in or like, how do you guys define healthy for you? So I think for us, we would define health. Well, I'm going to speak for myself. Cause he always thinks a little bit differently than I do. Um, but I think for me with how I view the relationship, open communication, giving ourselves our individual time still being who we are outside of our relationship, not making it be who we are. Um, it's just a bit of who, like part of us, but I'm not my relationship. I'm not me and Manuel. I'm Mm -hmm. Daniela still, and he's Manuel. Um, and still having that independence. And if he has goals and ambitions, and if I have goals and ambitions, like we're not going to stop them from happening just because we're together. And if I want to go travel, I'm going to go travel. He wants to go to New York and do his own cooking stuff because that's what he is dreaming of doing one day. Mm. Go for it. Like, I'm not going to stop you. Um, and I mean, I think a lot of that came from experiencing the toxic relationship that I was in and also just kind of like taking a time with myself and realizing like, what is it that I would want in a partner? And it's also hard to finally experience that. And I did make a video about that recently because I feel like your intuition is correct most times, but it can also be wrong. Like I, I saw a TikTok not too long ago about this girl talking about feelings and she's like, your feelings, we always think like they're correct and they're not all the time. Your feelings aren't right all the time. Um, so you don't always need to go by them. And through this journey of like experiencing me and Manuel together, there's been moments where I've been so tangled up in like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know why I feel so like disconnected that I feel like, am I supposed to not be with him? Like that has definitely crossed my mind. And I knew deep down, like, that's not what I want. Like, I love him so much. Why do I feel this way? And slowly but surely with communication and telling him about this stuff, which was hard and it was not comfortable because I was terrified of what he would say. Um, it was just learning that I never had seen representation like of something that me and him have. With, not with my parents, not with my sisters, not with my friends, with people who I grew up with. There was nothing like this before. So it's really starting like a recipe from scratch, which is ironic because we both cook. Um, <laughs> but it's really like starting a recipe from scratch and me deciding what I want in it and what I want out. And um, like I said, going back to when I would ask for advice, it was hard because I wouldn't know who to go to because I would view their relationships and I'm like, I don't know how I want to get advice from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I started hanging out with more like my cousins who I wouldn't really hang out with too often who are in similar relationships, very open, strong communication. Yeah. Um, 
And I started noticing things that I was feeling were so normal Mm -hmm. and there was nothing wrong with me and they experienced it too. And it's completely okay. And I was just like, it was such a big relief of like, um, that was a pretty long answer, but no, I think that's great. Like it's, that's such good advice. I mean, like, I think when you're in relationships that like are very passionate or like have a lot of like ups and downs, I think we're, we get used to like the butterflies, like everything has to be, um, I don't know, love at first sight and all this stuff. And we're just like, everything has to be exactly that, or it's not right. And like, that's not really the case. I mean, most relationships that I know are very healthy. It was like a very calm, maybe not the calmest start, but like everything since has been very like calm, not easy either, but you know, like comfortable. Yeah. I also knew we were developing a healthy relationship big time when I would talk to him about these things, when I was feeling off and I was feeling like disconnected. And he would tell me too, like, if you're not happy, that's totally okay. And if you feel like this isn't the right thing for you, like, I want you to be happy and I want you to do what's best for you. And that obviously hurt me even more because I was like, damn, why are you such a good person? Like, like, um, they showed me like, you really do love me. You know, you want the best for me. Um, Mm -hmm. and even if you, you aren't with me at the moment or whatever the case is. And of course, like with relationships, there's, there's trial and error with, with things that you guys need to talk about and boundaries that you're going to hit that you may thought you may, may have thought you were okay with, and you aren't in reality. Um, and I think through all those experiences, the experiences that I've currently been going through with him, it's just brought us honestly way closer. Um, because like I said, those uncomfortable conversations break walls that you didn't even know you had. And yeah, just like open further doors of what you can further get to know each other of. Yeah. The, I, that conversation must've been really hard. I don't, I'm like, that's really, really mature to be able to like say that, you know, like that would yeah, be hard. But- fun it was (laughs) it wasn't fun at all because I mean coming from my past relationship where when I would say something it would turn into a fight or it would turn into like not even us versus the problem it would be me versus him Mm. and it's like that's not the point like that's not where I was like trying to go and these are also experiences of what I'm going through with Manuel where I'm realizing like wow like I'm not accustomed to this because I expected you to react differently or I react how I did in the past. And I'm like, Daniel, it's not like that anymore. Um, yeah, I recently, um, when I went into this relationship, I was talking to my sister and my friends about this, that when I was in that four year period of being single, like I 100% healed myself and I healed like the single version of me. Like if I were to become single again, I know who that is. She's fun. She's cool. Um, but relationship Daniela was not fully healed yet. And it's so much easier to heal your single self when you're not in a relationship because like, you're not getting triggered all the time. Mm -hmm. And you don't, you're not dealing with arguments or bad days because you're with yourself and you're deciding, oh, I don't want to talk to you. Bye. Like, I'm going to give you the boot. Like, that's it. Um, But when you're in a relationship, you can't do that. You can't just kick your partner to the curb. Um, You got to talk. So a lot of like unhealed trauma started coming up. A lot of things that I thought I had healed from were coming up. And 
I had to explain to my partner to like, these things are coming up because of my past relationship. And I know you're not like that, but I I can't help but feel this way. And like, I'm going to work on it, but just know that Jesus, like I need some, some healing still. (laughs) Like, um, and he was always more than like happy to tell me too. like, I'm not who that is, like who your past is, you know, and I'm always going to be here, which was always nice to hear. Um, but yeah, I, I learned that through this relationship too. And, and it was kind of mind blowing for me to realize like, dang, like I thought I was hundred percent cured from what I had gone through, but no, um, they definitely came up. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I saw that TikTok you made about that. And I was like, that blew my mind. That one blew my mind a lot. Cause I was like, I think so many people think that they have to go into a new relationship completely like fixed yeah, and like that they did all this work on themselves and stuff. Um, I mean, people even like turn people down because they're like, I'm not fixed yet. Right. And yeah. it's like, there are some things that you can't fix, um, by yourself, like you said. And I, that was, yeah, I was like, oh, wow. Like I've never really thought about it that way because like, there are things that are going to trigger me if I'm in a relationship because that's, I haven't been in one in a long time. Mm-hmm. So like, it's going to yeah. have, you know, I'm going to have to work through that stuff of uh, things that like happened in my last relationship. Yeah. You're going to have to do that with the new person. But I think like, it's so important for that open communication thing, because what I should have learned from the last one is that I need to be more communicative with my partner. So I can take that from, you know, me into this relationship that's non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like I need, um, I'm still going to have to work through those things with my partner. But yeah, I think like the first time I noticed that where I was like, oh shit, like I, I'm not fully healed from my last relationship, which I, I think I've already kind of like gone through now and like, I feel good about it now, but in the early stages of us dating as well, I have a guy best friend and I had pushed him away with my last relationship for the entirety of that relationship. And he was coming down from Wisconsin and he was like, Daniela, like, let's just sleep over. Like, cause we would always do that. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know this time. Like, I don't know if we should do one. And he was like, is it cause you're talking to somebody? And I was like, no, it's just like, you know, like, I just don't know if we should do sleepover. Like I was like, and then it, it started getting into, well, I don't know if I would feel comfortable Manuel doing it. So I don't know if I should do it. Like, and my sister was in the combo and she's like, how, why are you doing this? Like, she was like, why are you doing this? Like, because back in the day, blank, like told you to stop talking to him. And I was like, no, (laughs) but, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was terrified of Manuel pushing me away. If he found out that my guy, best friend slept over at my house Mm -hmm. and Mark, my guy, best friend, he did sleep over and Manuel did know about it and he had no problem with it. He had no problem with it. He was like, cool. Like, how was the night? Like, how how are you guys? What are you guys going to do? Um, so little things like that, pushing my own boundaries and getting outside of the uncomfort of what I was like kind of trained to be used to right. definitely opened my mind and perspective on, wow, this is really different and it's a good different. It's not anything negative. Yeah. It sounds like just being vulnerable with somebody, like allowing yourself to be vulnerable and like yeah. share those feelings. Like I've been, like, it sounds like you, like you and Manuel have a safe space to actually just be vulnerable with each other. That's okay. Yeah. 
which is terrifying. It could, to, to get oh, there, it's yeah, terrifying. terrifying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, that's like what all we want with the partners to be vulnerable and like to share like our whole selves with them. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys are working or have worked to like be as close as, you know, you can with that. Yeah. 100%. Um, and I think, yeah, it's absolutely terrifying to even do like a conversation that's, that's vulnerable. And I give props to people who even like try their best to do it because even putting in any effort is effort. Um, but that's the first step to start evolving your friendships, your partnerships, your whatever ships, um, to grow and become better and nourished, especially when you have no prime examples of that, because like, I grew up with my parents being divorced. It was a messy divorce. I grew up with like my dad getting remarried and it was, it's not the healthiest relationship. Um, and a lot of that being represented. So having to become an adult and guide myself through like the right way over what I would consider it's hard, but it has been rewarding when it came to finding the friendships that I know are solid Mm -hmm. and finding the partner who is solid. Um, and yeah, it's a lot of trial and error though. I mean, they're still forever going to be, I'm only 22. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Well, and relationships are work every day. Right. And so, I mean, it's a forever project. (laughs) Yeah. I always like, I, I think I've recently have always been telling my friends like, good relationships and healthy relationships when we say like they're hard because I saw this other TikTok of this guy saying like relationships shouldn't feel hard like they should feel easy they should just come no and I totally disagree like excuse me like that's when you start putting false narrative in people's minds and as soon as they deal with something that's hard they start thinking this isn't right like this is working um and it's not hard for the fact of we're bickering arguing over the little things it's hard because we have to deal with trauma that comes up you realize you need self-work you realize you can be having co-like what is it codependency Mm -hmm. um and you still have to keep your independence and that's the hard part um it's not that there's arguments. I mean, at that point you're in a toxic relationship, babe. Um, that's why it's hard, <laughs> but keeping it good and healthy and thriving. It's just like growing plants. I don't grow plants cause that's hard. Um, come on now. Like you gotta water it like every couple days. Like you gotta put some feeding stuff. Like nothing is easy. So when I heard that TikTok, I was like, sir, I know you're way older than me, but wrong, <laughs> like wrong. Come on yeah. now. Oh man. I mean, that's such a, it's like, that's a really hard narrative to like take away from men too, especially. I feel like men run when things are hard for, in my experience. And that's been something that I've had to deal with in my past relationships. I just like, and it's like, that's, you can't run when it's just a little bit difficult. Yeah. I hate that narrative for for like especially for men I don't think like women for no, the most they, part no they do a lot of them have it run from oh run well they say if it's not if it is easy then it's not right I think what they're trying to say what he, I hope he's trying to say is that like it should feel comfortable Juggle. and calm yeah you know and that's what I hope he means not like any relationship is hard I mean like my best friend and I have fights like not all the time but like a good amount because we don't have the same views on everything and we always like 
we've made it a point to literally be like, if we have a disagreement to literally talk it through and Mm -hmm. to never be like super angry with each other, because like, what's the point? Like, but that's to me, like the healthiest, like friend I've ever had is like, that's someone I can actually, like, I know if we get mad at each other, it's like, we're not, I'm not never going to speak to her again, you know? Mm -hmm. Like we'll That's figure it out. My sister. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I live with my sister and they're, we're bound to argue at least at one point. Yeah. And yeah. And then she texts me like 30 minutes later and she's like, do you want to go get food? I'll pay. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'll yeah. Go. we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about it on the way. And we'll talk about it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. I think yeah. yeah, absolutely what you said. I think definitely the word easy is like, kick that out. Um, wrong vocab, but yeah, I think the calmness and stuff is definitely what a healthy relationship should feel like and feeling like any conversation you can have, you're okay. Having it, um, whether whatever topic it is. And that's also with your boundaries as well. There's been moments where I ask Manuel a question and he's like, are you sure you want the answer to this? And then I'm like, maybe not right now. I don't think I'm ready. I don't think I'm ready. (laughs) And then a week later, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the answer. I'm curious. And then he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. And then I take it when I'm ready. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, like, good to know. Um, no hard feelings. Um, so yeah, I think definitely some boundaries of what, what you want to know and what you don't want to know and, and want to have um, is super important too. Yeah. yeah. I think that's great. Yeah. Well, aren't you just so full of insight at 22? I know. How'd you, how'd you get this way? Oh my gosh. I mean, since I was little, I've always had to become like a little adult Mm because going house to house with my parents Mm -hmm. and like literally like having to do my laundry little and like just picking up things super fast. I also hung out with a lot of older people. I feel like that Mm -hmm. maybe helped. And my sisters are older than me. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like child children of divorce always hang out with adults. Yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) we're surrounded by them. So we got multiple sets of them. Manuel's um, siblings are way older than him too. So oh, he's a lot like me as well. When it comes to, I feel like how we talk, he's always said that we're so different from each other. And I never saw that until, till recently, I feel like, cause the love, like blindness glasses are coming off now. Um, yeah, I think we're pretty different from each other, but for the most part, like things like that, the way that we speak to each other, it's so similar. And I think, cause he has a lot of older siblings too. Interesting. And he, he only hangs out with a lot of older people too, actually. His friends are a lot older than him too. Yeah. I would say I'm more of the immature person sometimes <laughs> to, be, yeah. to be honest. Cause all my friends are my age. Yeah. Yeah. Be 22. Yeah. Be 20. <laughs> don't grow up too fast. Yeah. You don't want to be 30 yeah. something. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's great when you get there, but don't, don't rush it. Yeah. Exactly. I'll try not to. Yeah. yeah. well thank you so much for coming on this was great of course I had so much fun I feel like now that I experienced this with you guys I'm like yeah I should have been so nervous as how I was (laughs) in the beginning yeah yeah we we get nervous too like being on other people's podcasts and stuff Mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot yeah I've, I've tried thinking of doing a podcast before and I think I tried like filming one thing on YouTube and it wasn't even a real podcast. It was like me talking on camera with my friend. Audio was horrible. Um, setting was horrible and I have never done another one since. Um, (laughs) it's just, there's so much more that goes into it than I thought would go into it. Um, but I always like listening to them. I think they're, they're super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where can everybody find you? 
am on Instagram at XCGXO. And then my TikTok handle is Life of Daniela One. And let's not look me up on YouTube. (laughs) 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 There's still some old pranks there. Um, You eating cantaloupe. (laughs) Yeah, those are so embarrassing. Um, But those are the two platforms that I'm mostly on. And I promote a a lot of body positivity on there and just just my life and um, my career stuff. Recently, I became a model. So that's been cool. And I've been sharing that with my audience, which which has been a, a cool type of adventure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we always say bye together. So would you okay. join us in saying bye and yes. count us down because she's better. <laughs> okay, guys, we'll see you next week. Oh, bye. bye. <laughs> yeah, you got to say it out loud. <laughs> right, bye. Follow along with us on Instagram and TikTok at Swipe Bat. And if you're not a part of our private Facebook group, join that too. Just search Swipe Bat Podcast. And if you love us, make sure you subscribe and leave us a review.